Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Truth About Trucking, live, hosted by Alan Smith, a 30-year OTR veteran, business entrepreneur, and motor carrier transportation consultant, specializing in assisting students and new drivers, and pushing forward to raise the standards of the trucking industry. And now, live from beautiful Citrus County, Florida, here's your host, Alan Smith. Sunshine State. Hope all is well wherever you may be, and welcome to our show. Today is Thursday, March 31st, 2011. I'm Alan Smith, and this is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, and along with Donna, we are going to discuss this evening alternatives to truck idling, a topic that is another big issue within the trucking industry. And we're going to talk about something that's called TSE, or Truck Stop Electrification. And with non-idling laws being a major factor for drivers and fleets alike, we're going to take a look at what is perhaps the most well-known idling solution out there, and that is idle air. Now, I do have to say that uh, I've got lights and everything flashing all over my switchboard here. Looks like Blog Talk Radio is experiencing some uh, technical difficulties, and I guess that's really the first time that I've seen that since we've been on the air for about three years now. So our regular call-in number is 347-826-9170. And if that just isn't working for you, I have something flashing here saying use an alternative number, 646-200-4444. But we already have quite a few listeners hanging on the phone lines, and so it looks like our regular call-in number is working. So we'll just kind of see how it goes here. Uh, our guests this evening are Ethan Garber, CEO, and Mike Fielden, President and COO of Idle Air, as we discuss truck stop electrification alternatives and the benefits uh, for all drivers as well as companies as we take a look at the new Idle Air. So Ethan Garber and Mike Fielden coming up right here on Truth About Trucking Live. All right, well, you know, okay, the files are working. So let me jump in here real quick before we get started. You know, as an owner-operator or fleet owner, you know, you have enough to do in running your business as well as keeping up on all the regulations and remaining compliant according to the FMCSA standards. That's why you need to know about trans products and trans services. Transproducts.com is your full-service transportation material compliant supply and regulatory service provider, 
and they've been in business since 1957. So TransService is like having an entire regulatory agency working just for you, taking care of your business needs, everything from logbook auditing to driver qualification, file management, fuel tax filing, UCR filings, you just name it. They even offer on-site training with excellent technical service. And with a CSA and the impending HOS rule changes and and all the regulations that we're seeing facing drivers in the industry, we know that it's never been more important to stay up on current regulations and, and really more specifically remain in constant compliance. And so uh, give, give my buddy over there, Rich Wilson, and his staff a call. They are on-site regulatory specialists, and they'll take the worry out of misinterpreting how you are supposed to comply by utilizing their years of combined experience and communication along with their top-rated personal service. And your drivers and all the way up to the CEOs of the company will be trained with the understanding of what, when, why, and how your business is to comply without total uh, interruption of your daily operations. So contact Trans Products for more information, and they'll send you a free catalog. Just give them a call, 1-800-367-9100, or check them out on the web at transproducts.com and request more information about products and services. So stay up to date on the ever-changing regulations in this industry and have the peace of mind that your drivers or business is always in compliance through the expert services at transproducts.com. They've been doing it for 54 years. They are the experts, transproducts.com. And uh, all right, well, it seems like we're hanging in there pretty good. Don, are you there with me? Yep, I'm right here. All right. Well, let's get to it. Uh, Ethan Garber and Mike Fielden are um, uh, CEO, president of uh, Idle Air. And so I think, let me see, these have got to be got to be their numbers. My switchboard is all messed up, but I found them. So, uh, okay, Ethan, Mike, I think I see you all there. Sure. Ethan, welcome to the sure. show. I appreciate your having us. All right, and listen, I guess y'all are y'all are down there at Matt's, huh? Yes, we are. It's a real fun uh, convention, having a good time. Well, I guess it just got kicked off today, right? Uh, yeah, most of the booths got set up set up yesterday, but it's been real busy. Um, uh, we're hearing it's uh, much busier than it's been in the last couple of years. Well, good. Well, listen, I, I when I have more than one guest on, we just kind of let it go as an open discussion, so. Just everybody, just kind of feel free to uh, jump in and and discuss as we go along here. Uh, I guess Ethan, let me start with you. Uh, you know, I, I, one thing I look at when I see when I look at Idle Air and what y'all are doing over there. You know, with all the the concern with the environment and you know everybody's so environment conscious these days, which is a good thing. And and um, you know the the issue to saving fuel and saving money and especially. You know, we look at driver health, and and not just driver health, but the public health. Uh, You guys over there have really just kind of taken a new approach and I guess kind of taken a a fresh look at the new technologies, and y'all are incorporating that in uh, what I guess I've been calling the new idle air, right? Well, we we hope so. Uh, A lot of the technology was uh, pretty pretty, uh, credible and, and quite functional, but we think that the relationship with the driver and the relationship with the fleet are areas that uh, we can make uh, increased improvements and uh, hopefully get the product out to a wider wider uh, uh, usage. Um, for example, 
um, a lot of the changes that we've made have been more internally in terms of uh, streamlining costs so that we can deliver a more valuable, lower, a lower priced, higher value product. Um, but our interest in protecting driver health and giving alternatives uh, for uh, drivers to both save money and have a better rest are certainly the, the highest priorities for us. And the environment is, uh, you know, not uh, certainly an important fact for us, but our number one priority is delivering a, a, a high-value, low-priced product to, to drivers and fleets so they can save money and uh, be able to uh, enjoy their, their uh, difficult and uh, um, very uh, important jobs. Well, now, uh, when, uh, when did you guys take over Idle Air? Well, um, I, I am a part of an investor group um, called Convoy Solutions, uh, that had been um, fans of the idea of providing electrification to truck stops and to, to drivers since it's such an energy efficient and environmentally sound uh, alternative to idling. Um, and on February 22nd, uh, 2010, we uh, purchased uh, many of the assets of the old Idle Air Inc. Um, and uh, the uh, very next day, uh, one of the larger uh, travel center chains um, began to foreclose on of the physical assets which we had anticipated and um, we have uh, relaunched uh, close to two dozen locations by June we will have two dozen sites up and running that were uh, formerly active and uh, our plan is to have um, close to 40 by the end of the year if uh, things go well and uh, with a, a plan to ha resume having a, a network of about a hundred locations um, by the end of uh, approximately three years from now Wow. Okay. So I, I guess I understand, uh, Mike. Let's grab you in here. I guess I, if I understand it right, right now y'all have uh, about 21 sites in nine states. That is correct. We're uh, across the country in um, in those locations that we've been able to start back uh, starting last summer. Our first one back in August, but we're in Arkansas, California, Georgia, Illinois, Missouri, Pennsylvania, Texas, Tennessee, Utah, and uh, Pennsylvania getting ready to open up another Virginia site, another Texas site, and we're actively working on sites for Southern California, uh, Arizona, uh, two more sites in Tennessee, one in Northern Georgia near Atlanta, and another Virginia site. So we've been busy. We're um, you know, getting this challenge going, and we're excited about doing it, and we're getting some great response. It's fun being down here at Matt's, and so many people just don't know that we're open again and it's uh, a brand new company and listening to our customer for how they want things to be done and how we can do things for them. So you know, it's uh, it's been uh, an interesting year and uh, and we've got a, a certainly a challenge for the next two years to build out as we uh, build that network back. Well, it does sound like y'all are busy and I guess we should we should uh, um mention you're based out, you're you're still based out of Knoxville, Tennessee, correct? That is correct. There used to be numerous warehouses and locations, and one thing that I might mention, Ethan talked about cost control. Um, we are in Knoxville, Tennessee, and basically in a operation where the warehouse and the small office used to be, that is now our, our one location. And we have gone from four data centers to one data center, and we've changed the way our communications work. We've simplified our direct TV cost and changed it to where all TVs now included in the uh, the price that we have for our customers, so there's not an upcharge for ESPN and HBO and so forth. So that's a better value for our customer, but at the same time, it allowed us to actually lower some costs. So we've been been quite busy in simplifying and doing those type of things and running out of one uh, 
one location that's uh, combined with our warehouse is one of one of those uh, examples. All right, and of course your uh, your website is uh, idleair.com. And you know a lot of our listeners are uh, you know newcomers to the industry. You know I guess we should take a little step back here, uh, real quick. Um, uh, since they are you know newcomers to the industry and you know CDL students and things like that, they make a large part of our our, our listening base. Um, um, Ethan, tell us real quick, maybe for those who just don't know. Uh, exactly what is what is idle air sure um and uh you asked a good question before what's what's different but to to start with idle air is uh bringing in an electric current um from the electrical grid that could be from electricity generated at power plants that you know burn uh coal or natural gas or any of the alternative power sources um and we have an electrified uh truck site grid that allows for uh uh, a, a package of services that includes air conditioning, heating, uh, satellite TV, internet access, and also internal and external electrical plugs. And so we try to provide a package service um, that is a, a impactful value. So, for example, uh, we think that idling a truck burns about a gallon of diesel an hour, which is easy to do the math, is about four bucks an hour right now, not including wear and tear. Um, and the electricity to do that is uh, about 2,000 watts or 2 kilowatts. So um, there's a very dramatic energy efficiency improvement, and there's an environmental benefit, as you mentioned. And delivering that uh, suite of services through this rather more efficient electrical um, uh, connection is a, a way to give drivers a uh, non-shaking, easy-to-sleep, um, less fumes, um, and more comfortable overall day so that the drivers uh, can hopefully sleep better. Uh, it's um, unfortunately a well-known fact that uh, a lot of uh, truck drivers have a higher incidence of sleep apnea and some other uh, health conditions that can benefit from a, a more restful sleep. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the most um, uh, direct benefit for drivers with our kind of service is the ability to save a lot of money uh, over idling. And uh, drivers um, can uh, use either cash or a swipe card, or in some cases a fleet card, um, and can uh, enjoy the service, can uh, turn it on and off if they want to go into the restaurant. Uh, and in many locations, we have a picture that is uh, $1.99 is our, our published uh, retail price, uh, and we're trying to keep our prices as stable as possible. That's one of the changes from the uh, prior company. Um, but in delivering a high-value product, and Mike, Mike will be talking about it as well, um, we're trying to provide the lowest prices that we possibly can uh, so that drivers can save as much money as possible. So, for example, after 10-hour HOS stay, um, our price drops to $1.25 an hour uh, across the country. And so for su uh, successive 24-hour stays, $30 with this whole package of services that create a home away from home, we think, in the, in the cab where a uh, driver can stay with their, um, uh, their uh, material and their, their load and not be inconvenienced to have to try to um, find a place where it's going to be difficult to park a, a rig and stay overnight. Um, for a 34-hour recharge, our price is less than $50, so really effectively two days. So we're trying to provide a lot of value um, so that uh, drivers can save some money and also have a better quality of life. Well, yeah, you know, and and, uh, and Mike, I'll bring you in here real quick. You know, I, you know, talking about the value is kind of a no-brainer to me. You know, I, I read on here, I saw on your site, you know, 
idle air would be like 50 percent, you know, less than idling your truck. And we all know basically, you know, it it operates on you know about a gallon an hour. But uh, and and Ethan touched on it too a little bit, but. I think it's an important fact to note that actually it's, actually it's more than 50% because, you know, you have to figure in that wear and tear on the engine. Well, that's very true. And uh, even if uh, someone has an APU, we have fleets that tell us that the the maintenance after a couple of years can run 35 cents an hour. Certainly with the truck, it can be 50 cents an hour and, and as high as 85 cents or more. Uh, so that's certainly a factor. And with some of our locations where – we have uh, specialized pricing of a dollar and twenty-five cents an hour right now. Then, you know, it's well over fifty percent or half the fuel cost. So that's certainly a factor in that of saving the wear and tear on the truck, as well as the uh, the just pure straight-out savings by uh, not having to pay for the fuel. Well, yeah, I know. Uh, you know, we looked at I, I looked at the the website at the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, and they're estimating annual fer- fuel savings. You know, using a service like Idle Air could be as high as $3,240 per truck parking space. Uh, so that's a lot of money. And, and 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 you mentioned APU. That's just one of the alternatives um, to to a TSC, Truck Stop Electrification. But, Donna, let's grab you in here, too, because uh, really we ought to – uh, there's so much to go over in such a short time. Let, let's start with, the, you know, this Truck Stop Electrification, exactly what that means. And, Donna, I think you've got the paper there in front of you. There's, there's – there's there's two options for TSC, right? Uh, well, yeah. First of all, I just wanted to say the APU is actually another alternative to um, uh, truck stop electrification. They've got quite a few of them. You've got your um, uh, idle uh, engine idle management. Um, let me see. You've got a cabin block heaters, cylinder de- deactivation, air conditioners. You know, the, the, there's there's quite a few. But the one thing. Um, that interested me and a lot of people are confused and really don't understand is that if they do have an APU, they can still plug into idle air with the a la carte. And I thought maybe um, one of you guys could uh, explain that because uh, I think that's that's pretty um, appealing to a lot of folks. Yeah, Donna, thanks for bringing that up because we didn't touch on that earlier. One of the things that uh, we've listened to our customers and will be changing in our system, uh, which will will be available this fall, is that a la carte, as you mentioned, or menu-based approach. Today, when you when you swipe a card to actually activate the system, it's 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 all there. Here's the heat and air is ready, the TV is ready, the electricity is on. Uh, it's a complete package, if you will, including all the extra TV stations. Uh, starting this fall, we will offer electricity only or services that are, are the menu based. So if you want heat and air and electricity, you can. But if you don't want the heat and air, let's say it's a, a mild night and, and that's not needed, but the electricity is is desired for block heaters, for uh, running uh, utensils, coffee pots, TVs, whatever, inside the cab, or the sleep apnea machine overnight, we'll have an electricity only option for inside, outside the cab. So even if someone has an APU, uh, we can be a, um, an asset to that part because if they want to use the APU or bypass that and use our electricity, especially for a battery-powered APU, then they could do that and not uh, discharge the batteries each time. Um, a lot of the stated things we see are APU batteries that will go up to 14 hours or 8 or 10 hours. And under load, we just have not seen that type of experience. So 
our system can be used as a complement to charging those or um, not having to run the diesel-powered uh, APUs. We provide electricity that could bypass those. And is there any kind of um, extra, you know, anything they need? In other words, they pull in with an APU and they don't want to um, use it. They want to plug into idle air instead and have it charged off of that. Um, is there anything special they need for that, uh, any kind of, you know, cord or something? Well, we have the regular 110 plug-in cords. There are 20 amp circuits. There's two plugs for the inside of the cab, and there's two plugs that are on the outside of the module. As long as the APU has the ability to have a uh, plug-in with it, and really that's, I think that's specific to each APU unit. So, Don, I can't honestly answer that for all of the different manufacturers because, as you mentioned, there's a lot of them out there. But we do provide the plug-in capability. So nothing special from our perspective. Uh, there may be something that the APU, whether they have a special plug-in or something that might be required. For us, the only thing that's needed for anyone to use our system is the window adapter. And that basically for the customer is a, it's $10 to get our window adapter, and we provide instantly a $10 credit for using our service. So, in effect, it's free. Uh, that's right. the only thing that's required to use our system at any time. Okay. Well, um, basically, I guess if, if people really wanted a, um, a definition, I, I have a definition because um, this is all new to many people um, as far as truck stop electric electrification goes, it's it's actually um, a way for truckers to plug in uh, to operate their necessary systems without idling their engine. I mean, basically, that's it in a nutshell. Um, there's standalone better. systems. There's uh, it can provide heat, ventilation, air conditioning, et cetera, et cetera. So basically, that's pretty much what it is. If you can add anything to that that maybe I haven't covered. No, thank you, Donna. You said it much better. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, and so it's pretty simple. I, I think it, you know, it, it kind of, you know, gets people like, what? What, what is that? So it, it's just a plug-in uh, and an alternative for anti uh, for idling. And there's a lot of anti-idling um, going on right now within uh, within the country. Another one just came out yesterday in um, let me see, Madison, Wisconsin, now in uh, Dane County. And, you know, one by one, these counties are uh, limiting the idling of, of trucks. And, you know, for, for owner-operators, this, this might not be such a problem because many of them have invested uh, in an APU unit, which um, they can also, you know, use with idle air. But a lot of the company drivers, um, they don't have an APU in their truck. And not only that, um, some of the companies are restricting uh, their idling altogether. So they're really dis di being discouraged to idle for any extensive length of time. And, th you know, this, this could be – this is quite a problem. Um, it seemed like this year it might have gotten a little better than last year. I know last year there was uh, a lot of people complaining. But, I mean, it, it's just a little better. So uh, the idling uh, – the TSE is really, you know, uh, an important part for company drivers, I would think, who, who shouldn't have to, you know, suffer in the extreme weather conditions uh, and, and to have a, an alternative for, for the idling. So I, I just wanted to make that out that, that, yeah, one more county just added no idling going on. So uh, 
I think it would be good. Do you have a location where your um, where where Idle Air is on your website, where you can they can actually find out, you know, and print out perhaps where some of these locations are? Uh, yes, we do. If you open up our web page, there is a site location, and you can either view that or it can be printed. Um, you know, or you can save that so that you can see that. And it's also available uh, thanks to uh, Jeff, who does most of our social media work. Uh, you know, people can pull that and and be able to see it. So it is certainly available for that. Well, let me let me jump comment. in. Oh, go ahead. Okay, thank you, Don. I mean, your points are really strong on the uh, the anti-idling because that's that's an issue that's that's going to continue growing. We think, and it's not something we're pushing by any stretch it's just a matter of that's that's the that's the way the country is moving in terms of the political landscape uh california obviously is very strong in that area it's in new jersey and different areas and uh we're really working hard to get locations in those particular points we will be opening up a new jersey site uh, we're in the planning stage of construction for a site there as we speak and we're looking hard as i think i mentioned earlier for a southern california location but the, the idling restrictions are going to continue. We're looking for sites that aren't necessarily in the truck stop. Uh, we really value our, our partners that uh, that are working with us, the pilots, SAP Brothers, uh, Loves, uh, Independence, some of the TA franchises. We value those relationships very much. But we also can be located at trucking terminals, at, uh, at other locations like distribution centers, Anywhere that we know that, that people need to park and spend time and uh, are, are reasonably expect to lay over major intersections of the crossroads like the I-35, I-40 areas, those type of things, that's where we need to be because that's where our customer has to spend time. And as HOS and the uh, electronic logs and those things enter the picture, then more will be needed, not less. So we're hoping to partner with different people and create more parking spaces to try to address the very severe problem of parking shortage across the country. And the anti-idling and the parking issues really, to me, kind of go together. And we're hoping that we can uh, help solve some of those and be part of that solution going forward. Well, you brought up a, a good point with the um, – with, with, you brought up the parking. So we, there is a parking problem with trucks in general. And I wanted to bring up um, some of the rest areas. Uh, do you plan on being in any of the rest areas? You know, that, that's a great question, and, and it's not a capability of being in the rest areas. Um, that's a political um, impediment at this point in time because the commercialization of the rest areas from a federal standpoint is uh, not legal. So uh, for us, it's looking at where we can be, where our customers want us to be, and where we can be. And at this time, we're pursuing things that are viable options, which would be in, um, you know, land that's adjacent to some of our partner truck stops, uh, uh, actually new truck stop locations, and that's that's primarily where we're focused right now. But we're open to any solutions that may come up, um, you know, that are potentials in the future, certainly. So um, anything well, that, I, that's not the on-ramps and the off-ramps that people can't park, we don't want to go there, but we're, you know, we're open to being able to be in all other locations that make sense. Well, let me just ask you a question. Um, I guess I'm, I'm just confused because I was under the impression that if it was a toll road, the rest areas could have them. Um, it, it, and then, I, I don't know, am I, am I confused on that? No, I think that is correct. And, and areas that are the toll roads, uh, that's my understanding as well. And I don't think that's state-specific. I think that is a correct statement. So if there was one that's a toll system like that, we would certainly entertain that, yes. 
Oh, okay. You don't uh, you don't have any uh, idle air on any other toll roads now at the rest at those uh, you know rest areas or those um, you know toll stops that they have. You don't have any there. We don't uh, currently have any of those now. Okay, I thought I, I thought I saw I thought I saw you up here on the Florida Turnpike. Maybe that might have been somebody else. But uh, let's grab a caller. Got a lot of listeners on the line. I think uh, this might be Patches. I'm not for sure. Area code three zero two Delaware. Uh, go yeah, ahead, you're on the air. It's me, Alan. I couldn't remember. I thought that was you. What's going on? Not much or nothing. But I like auto air. I've used it in the past, and it is a very much cost saving matter. Uh, there was one guy, uh, Don McPherson, that uh, put a note on uh, your website that says it's three gallons in three hours, and that's a wrong statement. It's whatever gallons it usually takes to operate a truck for eight to ten hours, it's only one-third of that for an APU. But then again, you got that other problem. That they've got so many electrical ones out now, and they don't hold uh, the amount that a regular APU can do. When they electrify this, that changes everything, and I mean everything. So it's uh, to an owner-operator, it is cost-effective to use idle air, no matter which way, shape, or form that they can uh, hook up to. Well, you know, to me it's a no-brainer. It's cost-effective for owner-operators, and it's definitely cost-effective for fleets. And, Mike, I guess we we really should – we really should uh, mention also, I mean, my understanding is that when fleets sign up with Idle Air, uh, there's additional discounts for them, for, for their drivers, both company and owner-operator. Yes, there is. If uh, if they're using the fleet card, it's identified as a fleet that has signed up for that, there is an additional discount. That's correct. So there's a greater savings there. And, and we encourage right. uh, individuals that are leased to a company to to uh, encourage their company, of which we have a pretty long list of those. And that's one of the things we're doing at MATS is, is talking to all the partner companies and be sure people are aware of that because in some cases an owner-operator leased to a fleet may not know that they have that discount available, and we want to be sure people are aware of that. Oh, yeah. I, I hear you. I, I don't know if they are or not. I wanted to make sure to make a point of that. So, uh, okay, good point, Patches. Appreciate it. Let's go to um, – uh, Illinois, area code 630. Go ahead, you're on the air. Hey, Alan, uh, Donna, everybody, how y'all doing? Um, I, uh, hey, how you doing? Uh, Sandy, Sandy Warkava, we've talked in the past, Alan, about this uh, subject, and uh, it's uh, near and dear to me because uh, I've been for the last 20 years involved in designing uh, rest areas for toll roads specifically. And, right. uh, and and it, it, it's great to see that in the uh, in the last three to five years, there's been a change in the uh, thinking about how to accommodate the needs of the trucker at those service plots that are on the toll roads. And what I mean by that is that they're uh, they're they're starting to plan for and requiring the uh, the operators of those service plazas to incorporate uh, uh, truck stop electrification. There's a uh, uh, Delaware house in, in Delaware actually has uh, implemented that. Florida's Turnpike has it. There's an upcoming project in Maryland that's going to be uh, requiring uh, truck stop electrification. So uh, I think you picked a real good topic there to talk about. And, and I mentioned to you one time, 
just took a sabbatical from my company and I, I went ahead and got my CDL license. I just wanted to see what, you know, kind of from the perspective of a trucker. And it just amazes me that if I had the opportunity to use this electrification, I certainly would rather than, I believe, sitting in my cab just waiting for, you know, my, my hours of service and, and the, the, the tractor idling. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, the thing, I, I mean, Idle Air offers so much, you know, Ethan, Mike. I mean, I, I mean, I think if I hooked up to Idle Air, I mean, with, uh, you know, the satellite TV and 60 channels and uh, AC, heat, whatever I want, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd ever want to leave. <laughs> well, that's a good point. We uh we don't want you to stay forever because uh, the living needs to be made and we want the you know the customers to be more productive. So, I think one of the things that ties into that too as well and um is the safety of all of this. You know, a better night's sleep and and I think with CSA and some of the things coming out that companies are going to appreciate the fact that you get a good night's sleep. You know, it, it's it's much more quiet and restful. Uh, we're trying to locate our uh, our um, system around the perimeters of the parking lots as a, as opposed to being in the middle high traffic zones, if you will, which will help people to uh, have a quieter night. There's not as many trucks pulling in beside them and air brakes going off and trucks on and off and you know all the things that go with that. So we're trying to address some of those to make sure that those things are there to make it a just to make it a good customer experience. That's what our goal is: to make a good customer experience each time. And, and that's what we're focused on doing. So appreciate those comments and that. I, I would add to the, that whole um, the concept of the uh, uh, turnpikes and the rest areas and so forth. There does seem to be a lot of momentum growing within various states as they look for other revenue sources and how to fund rest areas. We're hearing a lot more activity in states trying to do that very thing. So that's going to be one of those things to keep an eye on here over the next um not long-term, but, uh, you know, in the next few months of how that develops, and, and we're certainly watching that. Yeah, I'd well, like, definitely to give a, a, like to give a footnote on that and uh, maybe help you out a little bit, Donna, that uh, on the rest areas, the, the problem there is that uh, uh, commercial services are not are not uh, permitted. And uh, there was recently a project here in Ohio where the uh, DOT was trying to get truck stop electrification, but they wanted it. The, the electricity generated by windmill and or solar power. And uh, I know uh, Idle Air was involved in preparing a proposal for that as well as their competitors. And unfortunately, that project was canceled for uh, other reasons. But I think I think that there's going to be great opportunity for idling at the rest areas. But one way that that's probably going to happen in the short term is to be able to figure out a way to get it vended. And when I mean vended, sim simply means like a vending machine somehow. And I, I don't know what the apparatus will look like, but the problem is is that if dollars are actually exchanged in, in some ways, that creates a, a problem with the um, uh, many of the off-road advocacy groups. So I, I think if there was an operator out there that could figure out a way to 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 have it considered to be vending or a vended operation, that may facilitate a DOT to try to to want to uh, implement it. Well, you're you're talking about now the 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 non-toll rest areas, right? That that's the area you're you're talking about, Andy. 
it is, Donna. The, uh, the rest, rest, I refer to rest areas as being on the non-tolled highway, and okay. the ones that are okay. on the tollway I refer to as service plazas. Well, you um, you had sent me, and I had seen it uh, prior to that, um, that I, I noticed that um, AASHTO is pushing for um, the uh, rest areas, the rest area commercialization. So that's something I think people are, are starting to look at. There is going to be, I'm sure, a lot of opposition towards that. But um, it looks like they're they're trying for it anyway. Well, I think the thing of it is, in in the economic times that we're at right now, uh, and and it may you know it may sound Pollyannish, but somewhere along the line, I think we've the public sector and the private sector truly has to do something to help each other out. And uh, I think there's some great opportunities for uh, public-private partnerships at these rest areas, and uh, hopefully the timing. Uh, is is right and it's really driven because it's, the states just don't have the money anymore. So if, if there's a way for the private sector to help out, I think that opportunity should happen. Well, I think that's a very insightful comment, and um, you know that discussion is um, is going to be interesting to watch. And, and it, I just won't be surprised if we see some things like that develop. I just think that's very insightful. Well, I think you're right. <laughs> and I, I think with you know everything that's coming up and everything uh, with these regulations, and ev again, everybody's so environmental conscious. I think that's only just something uh, you know that's just going to be coming down the road. So, Andy, appreciate it. And let me jump in here real quick. I got to tell you about you know we stay on the air for our sponsors, and I got to tell you about one of one of the, one of our finest sponsors that we have is HotelsForTruckers.org. Because as a professional trucker, sometimes it's nice just to get out of the rig for a night and enjoy the comforts that a hotel room can provide. So finding a hotel that provides semi-parking can be difficult. We've all been there. So if you're tired of not being able to find a place to take a break or the truck stops and the rest areas are full at night or, like I said, you just want to take a break from the sleeper, hotelsfortruckers.org will help you find a hotel where you can fit in. And drivers are discovering the great benefits offered through HotelsForTruckers.org. That's why we like to just keep passing this information on. You can choose from thousands of trucker-friendly hotels across America that accommodates a 75-foot-long tractor-trailer, and you can also receive great discounts and specials through HotelsForTruckers.org. And if you're traveling with a pet or a smoking preference or need laundry facilities, the free information at HotelsForTruckers.org includes an extensive database to locate the address, the phone number, and direct web links to the hotels. And even if you use a hotel only one time a year, you'll see the benefits and advantage of their $10 annual membership fee, which allows easy access to view hotels, which offer uh, additional CDL trucker discounts, nationwide hotel chain discounts, and room coupon specials. So HotelForTruckers.org has the most comprehensive database and is comprised of the most extensive list of properties that offer the most needed trucker amenities. So I'd encourage you to visit the website, HotelsForTruckers.org, to find the hotel that is right for you. HotelsForTruckers.org was built by a trucker for truckers, and you'll never have to worry again if whether or not your rig is going to be able to fit in the hotel's parking lot when you get there. That's Hotels, the number four, truckers.org. Hotelsfortruckers.org will help you get in where you fit in. So be sure, be sure to check them out. 
Uh, we're speaking with Ethan Garber, CEO, and Mike Fielden, president of Idle Air. And when we come back, I want to touch a little bit about the two options of truck stop electrification, single system electrification and dual system electrification. Touch on that a little bit, so hang with us, and we will be right back. Hey, everybody. Alan Smith here with the Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, you make the monthly payment, and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end, and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. And be sure to tell them that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking Live. Okay, we're back. Ethan Garber, Mike Fieldman, our, Fieldman, our guest of um, right here on Truth About Trucking Live. Uh, they are with Idle Air. Andy, I still have your mic open You're, if you want to hang on with us and join in the conversation. But I wanted to touch on real quick, because um, I had to do a lot of studying for this myself. I mean, there's two options for truck stop electrification. There's single system and there's dual system. And I would assume, uh, Mike, I guess... Um, Idle air is single system? Well, I want to understand what you mean by the definition of the two. I mean, the the, the differenti- differentiations as I know them are electrification only, where someone could pull in and they have the ability to have electricity, or our system where you have the option of or have the addition of the heated uh, uh, and air condition, which is filtered UV closed system air in addition to electricity both inside and outside the cab. And that's coming from one electrical source uh, that we have um, uh, controlled power through our through our system. Um, we are working on um, the uh, ability to have solar and wind in the right geographic areas, but uh, but we're purely an electrification uh, source for our power for both the HVAC and the electricity at this point. So I want to be sure I'm, okay. I'm clear on the definitions. What you mean by the, by the two? Yeah, the single system, okay, that's the one that has has the HVAC, you know, a hose from an HVAC system connected through a truck window, so that's got to be you. The, the dual system, um, uh, to use dual system electrification, the trucks, uh, you know, they have to have an inverter to convert 120-volt power, they, uh, electrical equipment, you know, they have to have an electrical HVAC system, the hardware to plug it into the electrical out, outlet you know, just while I look at that, you know, the single system, or I, I don't know what term you use, but, you know, the HVAC, the system that uh, Idle Air uses, just seems so much more easier and less complicated. Well, I, we call it, there's also the terms I think could have been used, and it's probably in the young industry with some of these terminologies, but onboard and offboard systems is, is also that. So onboard being the things that are on the truck like the uh, inverters and bypass and so forth, and then the offboard, which is a solution uh, certainly that we have. 
Um, ours is pretty simple. You know, when you pull in, you're able to take the device uh, and put it, put the window adapter in, put the device in the window, click it into place. It's um, very um, safe. It's it's uh, quiet. It's not subject to um, being able to break in. I mean, it's easier to break a window in your truck than it is to break through the module and the, the hard plastic that's in that thing uh, once it's secure. So it's safe from that standpoint. Um, I think that's a good point to bring up um, because I, I think people were wondering about that. And I, actually, there's a there's a whole list of questions. Um, I know people. I, I don't know if they've got their hand up because I'm not near the switchboard, but I guess we'll address them. Sometimes, uh, you know, they don't they don't want to raise their hand and, and ask the questions, although they'll ask them, you know, on online on the social media sites. So we'll 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 address all of those anyway. I think Alan. I think you have a lot of them written down. I have questions. Yeah, about the um I know the number one uh question today at least anyway, it's the concern of the week. Um is uh the the the, the smoking and worried about the um bacterial or viruses coming through. And I, I've seen I've seen it addressed many times but for those who are listening and they have those concerns, um I thought be a good one to start with. Okay, sure. yeah, probably probably the biggest one is, you know, I guess in the past, uh, before you guys were there, I guess they had the smell of cigarette smoke? Yeah, that's that's a great question, and it, and that was a valid concern, and and I think it was an issue. Uh, just just to step back a second, the, the two main complaints that we heard when we took over the company, uh, the new group, and started up and listen to our customers to say, what are you, what's different, what was wrong, what was good. Number one and number two were the parking issues that we talked about, how we're now on the perimeters is our goal, and new builds will be on the perimeter versus in the middle of the parking lots so that there's not so much competition for the spaces. And closely, number two was the smoke smell in the units when someone that doesn't smoke that was going to use that and then previously had been used by a smoker. And I really took that one to heart personally to make sure that we address that issue. And to do that, we have at each of our operating locations now, the 21 locations, and this will be for all locations in the future, an ozone cleaning machine. Those things cost us 800 to $1,000 a piece. And our, our process, our standard process, is that after each usage, the unit is inspected, it's opened up, it's wiped clean, it's checked for any anything that might be in the unit or whatever, uh, and it's also checked to make sure there's no smoke smell. Now, that's, that's the person doing that that's, that's our employee. Uh, but we also have that ozone cleaning machine to be able to hook up. It takes about 20 minutes. It kills any bacteria. It runs through the system, and it eliminates the smoke smell. It's, it's a hot it's a thing that can be used in hospital and motels to, to eliminate smoke smell, and they do work. Uh, so we have... Since we started back up, to my knowledge, I know of one complaint that we've had about smoke, and I asked the person to give me the time and the date and where they were so that we made sure there was no breakdown in the process. Our units, are, are all the air is filtered. Now, it is a closed system. It's just like the HVAC in your house, except we have a UV uh, treatment as well as the filter that's coming in the house. And... As the air is running through, that that air that comes back through the cab, and it's it's not outside air, again, on the closed system, is being treated and being filtered. So the uh, the danger is is uh, is almost zero. Uh, it's, it's like being in your house. And 
there, there has been rumors and things about viruses and things, people that got sick, and we've heard about tuberculosis, and there, there's just nothing that I've ever been able to find that has any fact base to that at all. And uh, and I, I would be more than happy to uh, spend the night in one myself any time, and I was an owner-operator in my early days, so I wished I'd had the opportunity to have air like this instead of um, what I was doing in my old trans star, I can tell you that. <laughs> so I just... I, I'm just really, it's personal. You know, we, we want our customers to have clean air, and that's what we're offering, and we want them to have a smoke-free environment. We have some of our spaces, by the way, we designated in some of the locations as, as smoke, um, no smoking uh, locations. Now, we're, we're trying to do that. We can't enforce that at all of our truck stop partners necessarily, but we really are trying to do that. So a very serious issue. We take it to heart, and I, and I think we've got a good solution as long as we uh make sure that we do our job on a daily basis, which is obviously our focus. Well, that sounds good. That should, that should clear up that question because you're right. That really was like two of the main concerns um, to me that people had, plus the the, the parking uh, spaces, and that was like another major concern. So I'm glad you addressed that also. Well, and um, to be clear, Donna, the, the parking issue is not something I can totally solve. Uh, with the truck stop, as if the lot is filling up uh, and someone is pulled into a space and not using the service, if the lot is full, then we've lost that space. Uh, that's that's just an issue that we have to deal with. We will try to ask people if, if they're uh, not going to use the service, would they please park in a different location? Uh, some people, most people are, are very, yeah, I didn't know you are open, they're happy to comply. But, but, you know, some folks say, I'm just not going to move and, and we're not going to start issues over that so the parking issue is not totally resolved and I'm not sure we can but we're doing everything we can to try to minimize that so our customers have a place to do that and until those until we have locations where there are locations uh, dedicated locations that are um, where we can make reservations where we can do segment the lot for reefers and for people that might have an APU whatever those are uh, we're, we have some some hindrances right now from the parking I just want to reinforce we're doing everything we can to try to uh, minimize that by being on the perimeter, by uh, asking people whenever possible. But, you know, it, it is an issue and will remain so. We're minimizing it as best we can. All right. Well, well, let me ask you real quick, too. We touched on it a little bit. I, I mean, I think one of the, uh, you know, the most uh, the most well-known alternatives to, to truck stop uh, electrification is the APU. But... I mean, as I look at that, I mean, these auxiliary power units, I mean, they can range anywhere from 1,500 to several thousand. I mean, I've even seen them at 12,000, you know, up to $12,000. So, I mean, when we're talking about a fleet, you know, to come on board with idle air, uh, you know, it kind of goes back to the cost savings. I mean, uh, I, I want to just stress a little bit. I mean, how how idle air compares to these, you know, APUs because I mean you know a company that has several thousand trucks and they're looking at seven eight thousand dollars a piece, um, you know that's a lot of money. Well, that, that's a great question, Alan. Um, uh, first of all, our desire is to try to provide honest, um, helpful solutions for drivers that can save them money and are uh, part of the best in class uh, offering that, that's available with technology today. Uh, APUs. Have a, have a useful role. They provide a certain ubiquity that 
um, with idle air or other electrification only available in uh, somewhat limited locations nationally, it does make sense in uh, many cases which drivers might want to have the ubiquity of a solution uh, that uh, you know can can give them some anti-idling uh, benefit. However, uh, we think that the the upfront cost of of APUs, which you pointed out, can be in the, around the ten thousand dollar range installed. We think that the fully loaded lifetime cost of an APU, uh, whether it's a diesel APU burning diesel of a quarter a gallon or more per hour, or a battery APU, which requires a replacement of the batteries and uh, probably has limited limited um, hours of use uh, capability in, in extreme weather, whether it's very hot or very cold. We think that our marginal cost per hour of about $2 is similar to those, but ours costs $10 up front and we give a $10 service credit. So our product, we think, is a superior choice on a value basis, especially for drivers that are um, cost conscious and trying to, uh, um, you know, limit the amount of investment in their rig. And at the same time, if a driver does have an APU or a fleet does have APUs, we think that our service actually can extend the life of those APUs, um, and the electricity that we provide um, reduces the, the likelihood of any kind of rattling, shaking, improved sleep. And when the APU is the only choice, then, you know, that may be a good solution. But we think we've got the superior product where we're available, and that's why it's our goal to have a, a very broad network that can provide drivers uh, reliable uh, overnight stays and uh, a good value. Yeah, well, and and that's not to mention either, uh, you know, and APUs, of course, you know, are, you know, they are a good thing, but I'm just, you know, I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, listening to you guys talk, you know, the cost of those things, and that's not to mention, you know, they are a mechanical piece of equipment. You're going to have repairs. You're going to have breakdowns. And and not to mention that the APUs can add you know th you know 300 or more pounds to the weight of the truck. Um, I think I think uh, 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 the thing I look at, Alan, more than anything, is the um, number of company drivers there are out there, and they don't really have a choice in the matter. And I think um, these uh, options should be available. For them, I mean, many times, you know, that who wants to sleep in, you know, 90 degree weather or uh, or 20 degree weather? And you know, if they have have these options, and if the, their their company doesn't have an APU, I mean, I think APUs are great, and uh, I, I think you know it makes sense. It does. They do save fuel. Um, they are cost effective. Uh, however. Not everyone has them, and um, not every trucking company has them for their drivers. And I think the fact that um, alternatives for idling, such as idle air, out there are almost a necessity, if, if not a necessity, for these guys and gals who are out there uh, in these extreme weather conditions. So I, I think they both have their place. And, um, you know, I'm glad to see you guys back in because I'll tell you, it really, it really breaks my heart to, to read these emails. I can't imagine, you know, sleeping in a truck uh, in, in any kind of conditions where sleep and safety is such an issue with the FMCSA right now. And I don't know of how many hours of good sleep I can have, you know, freezing to death. And, and some of these stories are pretty pretty heartbreaking, and I don't like to read them. 
No, I appreciate <laughs> that. And the you know the cold is one thing. You put a blanket on it, and you you don't sleep. But when it's hot, it's impossible. You know the the ninety degree part is is brutal. That's all there is to it. We're contacting companies every day to try to make sure they know we're here, we're available. There's a cost savings opportunity. Uh, one thing that that I think will help um, from the from the um, driver customer standpoint is the driver shortage. And people are going to have to start looking at uh, maybe what I did in the past doesn't work going forward uh, because uh, it, it, we know it's going to tighten back up. So we just want to be there as part of the solution. We certainly want to get uh, the companies, large and small, to um, to uh, let people use our service and save them money. And, you know, it, it's got to be humane. You know, you, you can't uh, – people can't sleep when it's 90 degrees in the cab. It's just – it's not going to happen. So that means we're not safe tomorrow when we're trying to – get back out and make things happen. Absolutely, yeah. That's that's probably my, you know, my biggest concern for people um, are the ones that don't have those options. And, uh, you know, I'm really, really glad that you guys are out there and um, and, there, and the other alternatives. So, you know, it's something we, we really need. And, and plus, you know, we do have to think about foreign oil and uh, the environment and the exhaust fumes and and all that, the money saving, you know, it, it all comes together. It's one great big package. Uh, uh, all these alternatives. So um, I think it was a good a good show tonight to to bring the awareness of the idling and the anti-idling and all the alternatives that are available to people, such as idle air. Yeah, you know, the foreign thing, the, the thing you said about the foreign oil, Donna, that's a good point, too, because, hey, let's be honest, you know, idle air, you guys, you know, y'all are American, y'all are right here, so it all stays right here in in, in America. We have an American flag at our booth, my friend. There you go. Because <laughs> it is. And every job, every job is American, everything we do now going forward. And, and I can't say that every piece of, of metal was ever, you know, was all made in the States, but going forward, that's our goal. So we're here for this country. I agree. All right. Well, sounds good. Listen, we're winding down. Listen, I, I, I just want to give either one of you, Ethan or Mike, an opportunity uh, just to cover anything that we might have just uh, missed or skipped or, uh, you know, not mention any, anything come to mind that you all just want to make sure to, to, you know, get out there to our listeners. Sure. Well, there, there, I'm sure there's lots of things, and, and we'll uh, think of it after we get off the, the uh, call with you. But, um, uh, one one thing that has surprised uh, both of us is the uh, lack of knowledge about Idolair's kind of historic significance and why we think it's uh, so obvious that this is going to become very large again. Um, in 2008, when fuel prices were on the way up the way they are uh, today, Idolair actually had um, 18 million hours of usage. That was about 5,000 drivers a day. Um, and... Uh, wow. Today, we're certainly starting from a smaller base, but the value proposition, the environmental benefit, and the uh, scarcity of imported oil and the abundance of domestic sources of energy, and you know, we consider ourselves a bi-American product, not just the technology, but the actual fuel that we use is 100% American, and the fuel that's uh, you know, run in a diesel engine may or may not be American, but the majority of it's imported. So um, the uh, substantial scale that electrification uh, has already demonstrated and we think with sound business pr practices and uh, and we wish the best of luck to others that want to develop electricity um, so that there can be a more ubiquitous grid for everyone to enjoy 
we think that that has to be part of the future of uh, uh, large-scale over-the-road transportation. And we appreciate very much uh, having a chance to be on the on the call with you guys tonight. Oh, well, we appreciate. It. Glad to have you on. Is there a now? I'm getting my voices confused. That was you, Ethan, right? That's that's uh, right. <laughs> okay, uh, Mike. Anything you wanted to add here? Anything that we left out that you wanted to point out? I don't know if it was left out, but just to say that uh, this company is very founded on listening to our customer. Uh, what we're going to be in the future is not what we are today. We know that. We just we that will be determined by what our customers need and want and what additional services, not just electrification, that may make sense for us to offer. So as we partner up with people that are focused on health benefits, on other services that make sense, whether those are uh services that can come through our, our module and our, our inner our internet services, uh, we're trying to develop new products all the time. We're we're looking at trying to develop a solution for reefers so that reefers uh, can plug in and be able to turn off the unit and not have to run that system as well. There's a lot of things on the table. We're driven oh, wow. by our customers, and um, as we do those things, then, then we just think we're going to we're going to be viewed as, as as a different organization in the future as we as we have been in the past because we we're listening and we we want to do what our customers want. I grew up in retail and trucking and uh, furniture business, those type of things, and you know the customer is a, a very important part of this equation, and we're going to make sure they are. So we appreciate uh, you guys. Number, and we appreciate um, our listeners. I, oh, thank you. Do, do you have a phone number you'd like to give out? Sure. The uh, phone number at our office is is eight um, hundred. I'm sorry, 865-232-1700. That's 865-232-1700. And our 800 number, our toll-free number, is 877-738-7024. That's 877-738-7024. And encourage, and I think um, I mentioned earlier, to go to idleair.com. That's I-D-L-E-A-I-R.com. Uh, the website has been uh, recently updated and improved and has a lot of great information on it and a place for people to plug into. So uh, we really appreciate people uh, doing that as well. Yeah, yeah, y'all have a great web uh, website. I was looking that over earlier. So, um, all right, well, sounds good. Listen, I appreciate you guys uh, joining us this evening and stay in touch, and we'll stay in touch, and we'll look forward to uh, watching Idle Air grow in the future. Thank you very much. We appreciate uh, you and all the customers listening. So look forward to uh, having you visit us again. All right. Sounds good. We'll be in touch. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Uh, Ethan Garber, CEO, and Mike Fielden, uh, president of Idle Air. Uh, check them out at idleair.com. And, again, those phone numbers, they, uh, they're they definitely listening to uh, to their customers and their comments of, Building Idle Air up to um, you know just the highest highest of standards. Their office number again is eight six five two three two seventeen hundred. Toll free number eight seven 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 two three eight. What? Uh oh, I can't even read my writing. Eight seven seven. I think it's two three eight seven zero two four. Give them a call and give them your opinion. They're listening to their customers and check them out. It's definitely big benefits for drivers and, and fleets and companies. Uh, check them out at idleair.com. And, Donna, we um, I didn't even ask you earlier, I guess. Do you have any announcements? Yeah, I've got a, I've got a few announcements. Um, can you guys hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can hear you. Okay. 
Uh, first, I want to um, say hello to everybody at Mass. Big shout out there. Um, I know both of uh, us, Alan and I, would have loved to have been there, but um, well, it uh, it didn't happen this year. So there's always next year. But hello to everybody, um, Jan and Jim. I know you're out there. You're collecting those hats uh, for um, for the little girl for the cancer. Uh, victims, uh, ch- children with cancer. So if you if you do have your hats and you're at mats and you just happen to be listening to this, look for um, look for the uh, the Merv truck in the parking lot C, and you can bring your hats over there. Um, I noticed just a little while ago that um, that they introduced the EOBR mandate for commercial vehicles that was introduced by um, Senators Mark Pryor of Arkansas and Lamar Alexander of Tennessee. So um, everybody who's concerned about the EOBR mandates, um, that looks like, let's see, that I saw that just that just came out today. Really? Yeah. So uh, anyway, that's uh, <laughs> moving forward with it. Yeah, I know. Uh, I just want to mention again for everybody who has an iPhone, you really want to uh, download uh, the application Trucker. Um, Trucker was the first iPhone application for the professional truck driver. We've had a lot of great reviews on that. You can um, just download it right from your iPhone, from that little icon. You can go to iTunes and just type in Trucker. Or you can go to our website, which is truckerapp.com www.truckerapp.com. So either way, we'd love to have your feedback on that also. I wanted to um, thank Todd Dills for the great article he wrote in Overdrive uh, magazine on his uh, uh, Overdrive Online, his Channel 19 blog. Um, and to thank everyone, we had there was a lot of great comments on there. It was a uh, post about the first annual Truck Driver Social Media Convention. And um, I, I believe there was about 15 or more comments the last time I checked. And I just wanted to thank everybody who who did give such support of the convention. Um, let's see, this month, well, actually April, tomorrow's April 1st, April Fool's Day. And uh, we are in contact with uh, Congressman Tonko's office. Um, we'll be checking in on the development of Jason's Law. You know, that's not a forgotten thing. Safe truck parking is definitely a priority. Um, I hope Rivenberg, she's continuing to, continuing to um, work diligently on that matter, as well as many others who are very concerned about the safe truck parking and the lack of it. Um, Hope will probably be on the show with Congressman Tonko uh, this month. As you know, we still don't have a transportation bill. We're we're waiting for that, and we're just, you know, all patiently waiting. Uh, What can we say? Uh, There was an announcement um, right before the show. I noticed it. Um, Drivers Alike had put up a note. I guess it came from the Lockridge report. I couldn't really um, determine. But anyway, the, the bottom line is... Uh, today in on in Tennessee on I-24, going from Nashville to Murfreesboro, there was a trucker robbed in a rest area. 
Um, he also said that there were three or four other truck drivers robbed at that same place. There you go, safe parking. Yep, and, and it was all in daylight hours, and uh, according to the Post, it said the robbers are coming up behind the truck driver as he's climbing into the cab, grabbing him by the throat, covering his eyes, and then emptying his pockets. Wow. Uh, the driver was thrown to the ground, and by the time he was able to get back up, the robbers had run away. Uh, he did chase them and found his wallet uh, with all his personal documents except for the cash. Um, imagine that. And luckily he wasn't hurt and was able to find his CDL medical card and all of his other personal items. But the bottom line is um, you need to be careful. This is on I-24 going from Nashville to Murfreesboro, and it is uh, at a rest area in the t in Tennessee. So we just wanted to um, pass that along. Um, I did want to mention again uh, about the Truck Driver Social Media Convention, which is being held uh, October 15th at the Gold Strike Casino in uh, Tunica, Mississippi. That's 45 minutes from uh, Memphis. So it's pretty close over there. It is a full day and evening. It's going to start at 8 a.m. It'll end around midnight. Um, it's really open to, for drivers and those who support drivers. And we want to gather to discuss, debate, and take action regarding the pressing issues related to the trucking industry. Um, you know, the goal is to unite and honor drivers uh, uh, and those who support them, obviously, It'll be in an atmosphere um, worthy of their career sacrifices and commitments, discussing, debating, asking questions, strategizing solutions, and being advised uh, by industry leaders and experts um, who we're going to be having there. And some of those people, I just want to let you know who's going to be there, is um, Paul Taylor from Truckers Justice Center. He's helped uh, thousands of drivers in many uh, situations. He's a trucking employment law, also known as a, a, the whistleblower. We have Eddie Gachui of Trip uh, Street Central, who's a software engineer. <laughs> Trip, Trip Sheet Central, I think she said Trip Street. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tripsheetcentral.com. You, know, you try to say that ten times fast. And yeah, I know. Out, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a great service, though. Tripsheetcentral.com. <laughs> Um, and Eddie will be there. Uh, he was an owner-operator, and uh, he's also a software <laughs> engineer, and he's got a program that uh, to help uh, owner-operators be successful in their business. Then we have James McCormick of Trucking Careers of America. He's going to be there, uh, the trucking job wizard guy who's helped thousands of drivers find employment. And he he doesn't just help you find employment. He matches you with the right company for you or the right school. So um, for any, you know, prospective people that are coming uh, to the convention and uh, you're wondering about schools and everything like that, uh, James will be there to help you along. Then we have Rich Wilson of Trans Products, a regulatory specialist. He's helped drivers and carriers understand the new government regulations, petitions, proposals, um, you know, HOS, CSA, PSP, you name it, and uh, he's going to be there to ask questions too and uh, throw your, your opinions at also. 
the social media expert we have there, because this is a trucking social media uh, convention, is Austin Walsh. And uh, he's a young man. He's just famous throughout the social media world, and he's teaching people how to spread their message to millions. So part of what we're trying to achieve is, you know, not only to discuss and to gather, unite, you know, the camaraderie and all that, but, you know, after we, we get everything said and done and we do come up with, you know, some ideas to share, you know, what do you do with it then? You know, does it just stay in that room? Well, you know, he's he's going to help us uh, understand the best way to get to, to get things going throughout the uh, internet. Uh, of course, we'll have our live entertainment, and this will be after all the discussions and everything, and um, you know, during the final buffet and after it. Uh, so we'll have Doug Jones and Johnny Neal, Jan McCarter, Truckers Tracks. They'll be there. Our special um, guests, and we're very proud to have them there, is uh, Kyla Lieberg, who is the co-founder of Truckers Against Trafficking. And uh, she'll be there to, um, she'll have her literature, her cards, and everything to share the message of how we can all help against the um, the atrocities for uh, the trafficking, the human trafficking that goes on throughout our nation. Hope Rivenberg will be there. Of course, you know, everybody knows Hope. Um, she's been the founder and crusader for Jason's Law for Safe Truck Parking. So we look forward to meeting her. Uh, David Ayers and Barry Allen, um, they're going to be there. Uh, of course, everybody knows they're the songwriters for When the Big Rigs Don't Roll. And also they have the song, um, David created the song, I'm Not For Sale. And he did create that for the truckers against trafficking and the um, human trafficking problem. Uh, that's I'm Not For Sale. We actually have that on our YouTube channel. Truth About Trucking YouTube channel if you want to listen to it. And it's also on the uh, Truckers Against Trafficking website if you want to um, to, to listen to that. Also attending, we're going to have the St. Christopher's Fund, and we're very proud to have them there. Everybody knows um, they're the organization. They help truckers uh, receive the adequate medical care they need when they can't afford it. Um, let's see. I want to give a special thank you to our um, sponsors so far. Um, they are our silver sponsors, our Pilot Flying J Travel Centers, and uh, Idle Air, who we just had on this evening. Um, we're very grateful and proud to have them. Our bronze sponsors are Lone Mountain Truck Leasing, uh, The Load Post, Hotels for Truckers, truckersforum.net, which is, by the way, you know, it's a great forum. Everybody needs to get over there. Um, I, I like to go over there. Uh, truckersforum.net and trans products and trans services. And those are our bronze sponsors. Um, we are having a Make a Difference Award. We're going to have the voting this uh, month, actually. Um, the nominations are all in. Uh, the top three nominees uh, will be... Um, We'll have. I think we're going to have the voting on um, on Facebook, and we'll also put it on the Ask the Trucker blog uh, for those of you who aren't on Facebook. So we'll we'll put the winners, the nominees, and then everybody can vote on that, and they will receive um, a, a package which has been donated by the Load Post, and it's almost a two thousand um, dollar vacation package. 
So that's going to go to the Making a Difference Award. Um, and I think, Alan, if I'm, I'm, let me just check and make sure. I think I've covered everything. That'll do it. Yep, I think I did. Oh, you had quite a stack there. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I still have this cough, I tell you. All right, well, okay, then we'll just kind of wrap it up here, wrap it up for the evening. Listen, you can uh, you can keep track of our show schedule at blogtalkradio.com forward slash truth about trucking. And uh, join us over at our blog at askthetrucker.com. like to have you there. Again, I'd like to give special thanks to Ethan Garber and Mike Fielden of Idle Air for being on the show. You know the cost of fuel is going up, so check it out, idleair.com. And uh perfect way to end the show here with the cost of fuel going up. Donna just mentioned it earlier from allenairsproductions.com, when the big rigs don't roll, it's a music CD. And so we'll close out here with a title song, When the Big Rigs Don't Row. So thanks for tuning in, everyone. And, again, check out Idle Air at idleair.com. For Truth About Trucking Live, I'm Alan Smith. Drive safe, and thanks for listening. It ain't right, man, it sucks When the big old companies make a billion bucks On the backs of the working man Driving trucks and cars It takes 1,200 bucks to fill this rig While I'm stuffing the pockets of some big wig He don't care if I've maxed out my credit card The only trick I get for my truck Is a jack in the price when I fill it up like pumping my money down an endless hole. But what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll? Tell me what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll. Oh. I don't need a college degree. To figure out that they're ripping off me They get a big tax break and all I get's the shaft Insurance goes up if my credit is down If I sink any lower I'm gonna drown And I ain't getting no help from a bureaucrat, no The only trick I get for my truck Is a jack in the price when I fill it up like pumping my money down an endless hole But what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll Tell me what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll If mama hadn't taught me the golden rule I'd tell those big wigs what to do With the nozzle on the pump where I get my gas but I'm a good boy and I won't do that Oh, the only trick I get for my truck Is a jack in the price when I fill it up Like pumping my money down an endless hole What they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll? Tell me what they gonna do when the big rigs don't roll
All right, John Johnson performing When the Big Rigs Don't Roll from the title of the CD with the same name. Check it out at alanairsproductions.com. And hope you can join us at the first annual Truck Driver Social Media Convention. Donna was telling you about October 15, 2011 in Tunica, Mississippi. Hope to see you there. Just check it out at truckingsocialmedia.com. And if you are interested in being a sponsor for this first-of-a-kind event, uh, you can email us. Donna, what's the email? Info. Info at truckingsocialmedia.com. And we look forward to seeing you there. Check it out, truckingsocialmedia.com. And we will see you next time on Truth About Trucking Live right here on Blog Talk Radio. Be safe, everybody.